Hey friends, we're so glad that you've chosen to tune into this podcast from Revival Fires today. We pray that this message brings you closer to Jesus. We'd love to host you at our regular Sunday morning meetings, 10.30 a.m. in Dudley. Also check out our website for our upcoming events. We look forward to welcoming you to our next event. All right, here we go. Here is the message. I pray that this word will be just what you are looking for today. However you've come in, however it is that you're watching online, whether you couldn't make me you couldn't make it this morning, or maybe you, you live so far away that it was impossible. I believe that what God is going to pour into your life will be what you are asking for. What was it Lumi said, said this morning when she prophesied? You're asking for the what's next, and it's God who's next. We heard Hannah's word about come from Revelation 22. And isn't God kind when he brings the flow of revelation into the word? Why don't you just open your heart to him this morning? Jesus, you're here. You're in our midst and we receive what you are doing. Lord, I'm asking that where people are asking questions of you, you would be the revelation this morning. We bless your name, Jesus. Amen. Hearing these words of testimonies, there is no greater thing than hearing darkness to light, from death to life. And hearing the stories of these three precious women, of Gisela, of Liliana, and of Merit, oh, there's just nothing greater than hearing how God is at work in his people. And friend, if you're here this morning thinking, I wish it was my day, well, we can make that happen. You can complete the baptism training, and then it can be your day to share the good news of Christ. You'll have heard uh, messages over the past few weeks. Ryan's been preaching on the Lord of all, where every knee must bow before his name. And then we heard um, my dad was sharing about through famine, faith. And then last week we heard about the awareness of Christ. And then just on Monday night, we had uh, a friend and prophet, Cindy Jacobs, come and release a word in season to us. And as a leadership team, we're holding that word. We're weighing the word because it was good. And we want to know how to land or how to implement the word that was spoken about what God is doing. And so we hold that before him, wanting to be obedient. Is that how you are when you receive a prophetic word? Do you take the word, whether it's a Sunday word for all of us? Do you take it? Do you hold it? Do you weigh it? You can. You should. And so we're holding it before the Lord, asking how we do what God is saying. We're so thankful that so many of you helped us on uh, last Monday, wasn't it? Monday, and we saw this place packed, and prayer was going up to the name of Jesus. So I'm bringing you a message from the book of Joshua. It's a crossover message. It lines up with the crossover that people took from death to life as they left themselves, the old self. Uh, Gary, whenever you preached about this, you say it's like what we've been carrying around on our back. The old self, the dead, rotting stuff, the flesh is left in the water and we come up raised in Christ as a new man. If you haven't heard that message, you'll have to look back through to find that one. And so I bring you a message from Joshua. You'll see that I'm talking about that Jesus has made a way. 
And then we're going to find faith on the way. And then we're going to find out what's in your way so that you can come to the way, the truth, and the life, the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory. I don't have super long, and I always tell our team, let's not talk about the time, but I want to keep your attention. Right before we enter the story of Joshua in Joshua 1, we see that Moses has done his absolute best. He's lived his life well, according to the promises of the Lord. And it says here, when Moses laid his hands on Joshua, the Israelites listened and did what the Lord had commanded to Moses. They took on what was needed for the very next step. Friend, I don't know about you, but it's the easiest thing to give up right before you cross the line. And I want to share with you some stories of just how people need to keep on going, true to the call of God on their lives. Just like you heard these women today share about holding true to the Lord Jesus Christ. So that was Moses. And then in Joshua 1, I'll just jump in with you because we've got a scripture from Joshua 3 to read. In Joshua 1, we see that the Lord says, get ready because tomorrow you are going to cross the River Jordan and I will give you every place that your foot steps. This is important because there's a stepping over that needs to happen. And this is important for us today because there is place and territory that you are standing in, that you are living in, that you are working in, that the Lord is going to give you possession of. It's for your family. It's for your marriage. It's for your home, your space. And it's for those places beyond as well, wherever your foot touches. I'm about to give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised, and your territory will expand. The Lord reveals first the word, and then it gets tested. Watch and see. Then in verse 7, it says, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful what you obey. Don't depart to the left or the right, and then you'll be successful wherever you go. In verse 7, it says, again, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the laws from my servant Moses. Don't turn away from it to the left or the right, that you'll be successful in all that you do. Verse 9, have I not commanded you? Again, third time, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And then he says, get your provisions ready. And that's one of my words for you this morning. Get your provisions ready. Where is it that you are waiting for the provision of the Lord? Yes, we brought our tithes and our offerings. We're a generous, generous church here at Revival Fires. But what is it that God is asking you to get ready so that you can cross to the other side? Then we see uh, then in Joshua 2, there's a great Spy mission. Who loves a good spy movie? Well, here we are in Joshua 2. Um, we see there is a great spy mission taking place. They've got to go into the land and take a good look and report back. That's all I'm going to say about that one. But there's a lot that goes on in Joshua 2. Have a good look. There's a precious woman who God calls for the safety of these spies. And then in Joshua 2, 3, it's about crossing 
the Jordan. I've read through this at speed, but take time over the coming weeks to go through the book of Joshua. You'll hear the messages this season are coming out of this book because the battle belongs to the Lord. So we see that there is a place where the um, those who were about to cross the Jordan with the Jordan River with Joshua, they needed to hear the word of the Lord because it's not about feelings. What do people always say? Feelings are fickle. If it's based on our emotion, well, we could stay down in the dumps. But no, it's about the word that the Lord, our God, has given. Do not be afraid. Be very strong. Be very courageous. So then we see that in Joshua 3, it's time to cross over. There's a moving out of position where we have never been before. I'm going to keep using this phrase, never been before. And I'm going to explain what that means in just a moment. But I believe, friends, that there are ones and twos, maybe more of you in this place. And you've come to this point and you've said, God, I've never been here before. And I believe that today's message can bring you into the even more than the things that you've been asking the Lord for, the way that you've been desiring his presence, the way you've postured yourself in a position of worship to seek the Lord. Today is your day. So you've never been here before. And then it talks, I'm going to read it, Joshua 3. After three days, they began, oh sorry, Uh, at the beginning, three verse one, early in the morning. What happens early in the morning in your life? I don't mind what time you wake up, but what is the first point of your day? What early thing do you do to put the, the provision of the Lord into your day? Yes, it's reading the word. Yes, it's praying. Yes, it's asking Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. What are you doing? What are you saying? What are we seeing today? So early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from um, this place and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp giving orders to all the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priest carrying it, you're to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you've never been this way before. Then Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Verse 8, tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, when you go, when you reach the edge of Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. And then verse 11, see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of the earth will go into the Jordan ahead. Now choose 12 men. And then let's see what it says in verse 13. And as soon as the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut up, cut off and stand up in a heap. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the ark of the covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is in flood all during this harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water upstream stopped flowing. What's in your upstream that the Lord has already seen that he is putting a stop to so that you can pass through on the downstream? 
I don't know what exact thing that you are asking the Lord to do, but I believe this word is a crossover word where the things that you've not even seen, but that you have a sense of that are coming into your life, the Lord is stopping those things so that you can be a people. We can be a people who when we come to the water's edge, we've already been given the territory, you've seen the promise, when we step our toe, when we taste and see, like the worship song said, when we get to the water's edge, we will stand and we can cross over. God is making a way for you. He's making a way in the upstream. He's making a way ahead of you. Maybe it's today, maybe it's in the weeks and the years ahead. God is making a way He's doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? You know, this piling up of water like a heap. We don't usually talk about, can you get me a heap of water, do we? But God can do it. What God was stopping upstream, he made a biological, chemical, physical change. Me and my daughter have been going through GCSE science. Where's all the moms who've also been reading your GCSE science books over the past few weeks? We did it! Now to get the results to prove we did our good job. Uh, They did it. They took the exams. The water stood up into a heap. What situation has felt like you can't even put your toe into, but the Lord Jesus Christ is turning situations around and he's making those things that were impassable into a heap. There's a complete crossing over on dry ground. Now we see that Joshua was brave and he was courageous and he did not turn from the left or to the right and the obedience of this man led tribes and tribes, hundreds of thousands of people to cross over. Finally, after 40 years of wandering, they were able to make this final journey that should have only taken them two weeks. When I was asking the Lord this morning, um, how, do I, how do I bring this to the people? He said, the things that you've been circling for so long, today is a new day. Today there is a turning. Today there's a crossover. So yes, it's a prophetic message. Yes, it's a a baptism message, but it's your message because I give it to you to see the fruit in your life. This story of obedience, we heard three precious stories today. We heard three precious women whose lives have been transformed by the Lord Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, and by church community, putting their hands around them to see them brought into their faith. We have so many stories, so many people in life group telling their life group leader about the goodness of God. Um, Gary and Hannah have nurturing alpha groups in their home and online, leading people towards the Lord Jesus Christ. What's your story where you have shone the gospel of the glorious truth of Jesus into somebody's life? And you know that this is something that I'll always tell you and encourage you to do. Tell the good news of Jesus, because you never know when somebody's going to need it. Can I tell you a story? I've got, um, five years ago, when I um, actually didn't do that much, really. I was working, but I was... Oh, Ryan's frowning at me. Okay, maybe I did much when I'm five years ago, but I used to go to Costa a lot, and I'd read books in Costa a lot, as opposed to meet people in Costa a lot now. So I was reading, this is five years ago, and it's relevant because the ending, well, the midway point is probably this week. 
I was reading in Costa a book called Everyone Everywhere. Um, it's by an author. I forget his name now, but it talks about love does, and it talks about faith in action, which looks like being like Jesus, being Christ-like, which you're all like, as we seek to, to love him and share the good news of the gospel. And I was reading this book, and the waitress came over to me, or the barrister, whatever they're called in Costa, and she turned my book over, and she said, what's that? Do you like it? I said, yeah, it's a Christian book. I love the Lord Jesus Christ, and I uh, just talked about God, and I said, and this book's really helping me in my faith. And she's like, oh, that's good. Off she pops. A few weeks later, she comes to me. She's like, you know when you sat there? Well, I really wanted to ask you to pray for me. My mom's passing away, and I just really want to be with her. And um, I just pray, that, would you pray that you can make, that God would make a way? I said, of course I'll pray. I said, I didn't know you were a believer. She's like, oh, just a secret one. I'm kind of backslidden. I was like, well, we'll pray for your salvation, and we'll pray for what you are asking. Loads of conversations later, but I hadn't seen her. I bump into her in parks. It's random, isn't it, right? How we keep up the people who God puts in your path. Take attention of them. Five years has passed. I was just in Dudley with somebody at another Costa, and I was coming out, and I'd got time. This is what's important. I'd got time as I was going back to my car. And as before I did, before I turned the corner, there she was. I've not seen you in years. She gathers me up. She's like, you do still pray for me, don't you? I said, of course I did. How's it going? And you're like, she might even be here. Uh, I don't know. She said she's coming. Uh, and I said, yes, I, ha I haven't forgotten you. She's like, I would not want you to forget me. Keep praying. I'm closer to God now than I ever have been. She's like, I'm changing my job. I'm doing this. Five years is a long time to sow into somebody's life. But actually, in kingdom, <laughs> kingdom time, there is eternal value for the people you're sowing into. Don't give up. Who's in your head right now of somebody that you've been talking to about the Lord Jesus Christ? Don't forget them. Don't go out of here and forget them. I'm praying that the Lord brings them back to your memory. We've got a really good way of how we can help you uh, walk the journey with new believers. So bring them. We always do a salvation message, and we've got a very special one for you today. And I just really encourage you, don't forget the people who God has put in your path. path. And don't leave them in the past either. So make time on your way. Jesus met me in the middle. He's meeting people in the middle. You know, Cindy last week, she brought an incredible word and she gave one thing which I scribbled in my journal and it said, what one thing can you tell people that will lead them to Jesus? All you need is one thing. God makes it so easy for us because his grace and his mercy are the ones running after us and he's already gone ahead so that we can partner with him and we can see great fruit in Jesus name. So make room in your heart for Jesus. Make room in your life, make room in your diary. Oh, but I'm so busy. Really? Is there anything you could tweak? Is there any less phone time you could have? I'm reading a book about um, distractions. Ah, oh, Ryan, all my book titles are shooting out of my mind. Anyway, it's basically telling us, oh, stolen focus. And it's telling me that I should be on my phone less as I'm reading this. And you know how we usually read a book together, and I'm keeping a lot of this to myself, because as soon as it comes out, then I'm held accountable to it. But by the end of summer, I'll have read this book, and I will put these things into practice, because I don't want to have a stolen focus. I want my attention to be on the Lord Jesus Christ. And if that means that little square box of mine is taking up too much of my attention, 
well, I might be easier to make uh, contact with, but just not through that. (laughs) Joshua crossed the Jordan, and that was his turning point. It was a point of freedom. It was freedom from opposition. It was freedom from the years and years and decades of wandering. And now there is a breakthrough point where Jesus made a way for me and for you. It's of no coincidence that Jesus' baptism was in the river Jordan. This Jordan signifies the waters of baptism, the waters of cleansing where Jesus himself has made a way for us. I keep saying that. Jesus made a way for us to be right with the Lord Jesus Christ. In Luke 3, I just want to read this to you. Luke 3, 21, right before that, John the Baptist had baptized John the Baptist was going around baptizing people in the name of Jesus. And uh, Jesus needed to be baptized to fulfill the prophetic words on his life and to be the first fruit, the first one, so that we can follow the footsteps of the Lord Jesus. Luke 3.21, and when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened. And the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form, like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, saying, You are my son, whom I love, and with you I am well pleased. Verse 23. Now Jesus was about 30 years old, and he began his ministry. Jesus made a way for us to follow. Jesus, the one who gave all of his life, so that we could experience fullness of life. I don't know if there's empty places in your life. I know there's some of you who've been waiting for healing, and I believe that the healer is in the house. I'm saying healer with a capital H, and I mean Jesus. He is the one who heals every disease. He is the one who takes away every infirmity. He's the one who takes away every inflammation, however big, however small. He has made a way, and we cannot do it in our own strength. We cannot cleanse ourselves. We can shower, yes, but we can't cleanse ourselves from sin. We can't cleanse ourselves from sin and shame, guilt, fear, and condemnation. It's Jesus who's the way. So don't get, don't get forgetful on us. Don't get thinking you can make yourself right. No, it's Jesus. He justifies us just as if we never sinned. So don't go holding on to your memory of sin because you're sinning again by doing that. Once forgiven, always forgiven. At this point, I always do as far as the east is from the west. That's how far he's taken our transgressions, our sins away. And it can't keep, we can't keep remembering. We can't keep circling, wandering a two-week journey, making it 40 years by keep going back to that place. And I believe even this morning there is freedom for you who've held on to the shame of your sin, even though you're sinning no longer. You've held on to the memory of sin when God says, it is done. You know, when Jesus was on the cross, and I love reading this this part in all of the Gospels, when he was on the cross, it says, and then he expired. You know, recently when I've read that, I know reading about Jesus going down to conquer and make death captive and, and to conquer everything, right before when he took his last 
breath. That is when, at that moment, that was the crossover moment. Jesus was, he was taking it all. Every single thing. Oh, my sin's too big for Jesus. No, nothing is too big for Jesus. He took it all. And for those three days, the world was waiting. The world was groaning. My hands are like a heartbeat right now. There was a sound that was about to change the world. Earthquake. The world was waiting for the Redeemer. And then Jesus burst forth from the grave in resurrection power. You need someone who's gone ahead of you, who's gone upstream to stop the flow so that you can cross over. Jesus has done it all. Will you give him praise? He has done it all. You know, those people with Joshua, those hundreds of men and women and children who were all crossing over with shoes that never wore out. Where's my shoe lovers? We do like to get new pairs, but anyway, they were there. They were not waiting for more favorable conditions. You know, they said it was full and it was flowing and it was busy and it was, up, um, and it was a harvest season. You know, some of us would think, well, like Hannah already shared, let's, let's do it our way. Let's wait till it's, it's a better day. But no, they did it God's way. The Jordan was overflowing. Perhaps the thought went through their mind, maybe there's better months to cross over. I don't know what maybes you've got. But they crossed over. That is the walk of faith that we all have an invitation to. So when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan, Jesus went ahead of us. And baptism in water, you've already heard Ryan say, water baptism is a step of faith. It's a mark of obedience to the Lord as we leap in faith into our new creation life that God has for us. And what these precious women we've seen today, they left their old self in the water. You've heard their testimonies of what they were battling, of loss, of depression, of anxiety, of thoughts not to live. And I believe that those of you even in this room today who heard that, you thought, could God do it for me? The answer is, yes, he can. He will do it. So you've dipped your toe. You get the invitation to dip your toe into the goodness of God. Let him push back the water, the excuses, the fear, so that you can step into the presence of Jesus. And it's at that moment we see when Jesus was in the water, receiving the dove, the presence of Holy Spirit. Even now as I talk about Holy Spirit, he's here. We talk a lot about a place of encounter How do we make ourselves available for an encounter with God? Well, it's simple. We say, come, Holy Spirit. He's more than faithful to respond to those words. Where is it you can say it? Anywhere. Anywhere at all. He doesn't mind wherever you are. Just a few weeks ago, there was a difficult situation. Uh, I was out and about, and I just thought, I'll run to the toilet. I locked myself in, and I said, God, this is not too hard for you. Come, Holy Spirit. I opened the door and I felt like a new person walking out. Come, Holy Spirit. He's there. He's more than able. I've talked to you about being a new creation. Let me tell you two promises about how Jesus has made a way through baptism. In Romans 6, 4, it says, We're buried with him in baptism and we raised in glory. 
In Colossians 2.12, it says we're buried with him in baptism and we're raised in faith. Glory and faith, they're yours. If you've been through the waters of baptism, don't forget that day. There's something marked about that day. Just like there was with Joshua on that day when they crossed over. Who here has been baptized in water? Give me a wave. Yes, this is good to see a church full of people who've been water baptized. This is good. This is good. Who's been filled with the Holy Spirit and is speaking in tongues? Oh, amazing, amazing. So I believe that as we've crossed over through the waters of baptism, that we have experienced that being saved from the inner anxiety, the inner questions that can so often come and steal our peace. There is so much goodness in the Lord Jesus Christ. If anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation because the old is gone and the new is here. You know, when I was digging into this word new, I wanted to figure it out. You'll forgive me for wanting to look up the Greek, won't you? It was kainos, new, superior to what had succeeded, new in quality, innovative, a fresh development, a new opportunity not found or experienced before never seen or been this way before. Did you hear that when I read in Joshua? Never seen or been this way before. Uh, There's often a, a joke in our family about, we've never been this way before, or I've never seen that before. And I believe that there is a time now where we're going to see the new things. We are going on a new way because Jesus has made a way. I want to tell you about faith on the way. And it's a story to inspire your faith because afterwards, yes, we'll have a salvation call and we're going to have a healing call. I believe that some of you are are wondering, will Jesus heal me? The answer is yes. It's scriptural. I could give you many, many references right now, but he bore every single one of our diseases, every single one of our iniquities. And I want to inspire your faith for the miracle. You know, when I think it's Matthew 12, Matthew 9, there's a faith encounter. Someone comes up to Jesus and says, will you heal my daughter? He's on the way. He's walking towards the house and he's on his way for a miracle. And just then someone grabs the corner of his garment. He's on his way to a miracle. Faith on the way. Maybe you're asking the Lord to heal somebody and then the Lord comes in. What could have happened to that person? Stop, don't heal them. I need my miracle. He's got so many miracles. The Lord has miracles on miracles. There's that one song, million, a thousand little miracles, million miracles. What miracle are you on the way for? Don't worry if someone comes and gets their miracle ahead of you. Don't worry because your time is coming. And you can use the testimony of somebody else as a moment for your miracle. What happened when they crossed the Jordan? Well, 12 of them, the 12 who'd been chosen, picked up a stone on the way. You can only pick up a stone when it was dry land to cross over. I believe that there are testimony stones. If I'd have had one, I wouldn't have been able to pick it up, would I? There are testimony stones on the way in your journey. As Jesus is making a way, as you are finding faith on the way, there is testimony for you to collect on the journey that you are on. 
And I know we can say there's a miracle in the middle, but there really is. Joshua 4, it talks about picking up the memorial stone, the testimony stone, to make a declaration of what God has done. So who are you in line for? Who are you asking the Lord for? Who is it that where you are asking him, Jesus, could you do this for them? He's on his way. Someone was, in, someone was in line for me. Someone led me to Jesus when I was a little girl. Someone told me about the Holy Spirit when I was a teenager. Someone keeps telling me about the goodness of God every time I ask them. And I keep telling about the goodness of God. Who are you in line for? And I want to come, as I come towards the end, um, I just want to tell you about Jesus who is asking you, what is in your way? I was on a, I'm not saying this because I'm a fitness freak or anything, which I am not. Um, I run, which more looks like I run a little bit and then I walk and my friend says to me, keep going. (laughs) So I run slowly a few times. And when I was She was away that week, so I had to go alone. And I said, Lord, would you put something in my way so that I could encounter you? And there was three things that was in my way that day. And I just want to bring those to you. Um, Hold on, Ellie, do you want to get the... Yeah. Um, I want to bring those things to you as I bring this meeting into uh, towards a close. But I just, as I was um, walking, I saw three things. The first was a rope. And the Lord said there have been ropes that have caught around people that have held them back and stopped them from crossing over. Friend, I don't know if that's you today, but just now there'll be time. If there's something that has always been causing you to slip back, to miss the mark, or not quite to cross over, it stopped you from dipping your toe and crossing over to the other side. There's freedom today. The second thing was a bottle. I couldn't see all of it, but it said desperate. Well, half of the word desperate on it. I, and I had a sense that the Lord was saying, there are desperate situations and broken things that you are crying out for the Lord for. What's in your way? Is it a rope? Is it desperation? Are you crying unto the Lord? Could you do it? Can you make a way? Today's the day. And the third thing I saw, it was a two two for the price of one. It was an empty water bottle with graffiti, but they didn't even have enough graffiti. They were writing the word empty, but they ran out and there wasn't enough for the why. Are you here? It was nearly empty, but not quite. Are you here and there's an emptiness in your heart and you're asking the Lord for more than enough, but it feels like there's not enough and you're running dry. I believe that the Lord God has gone ahead of you. And as we've seen through the waters of baptism, as we've seen through uh, the story of Joshua, a time to cross over, there is a new creation moment where you have not been this way before. So whatever is in your path, this is the place. Today is the place for you to cross over for you to dip your toe into the waters where God has already promised, do not be afraid, don't fear, be brave, be courageous, don't turn to the left or to the right because he has gone ahead of you.
where you went in slaves and you came out free, the who you were to who you are today, I believe God is doing a turnaround. Why don't you stand with me if it's your crossover day? If you were stepping from the old things into the new, there's something that I've never done before. But this little girl, she's also my niece. She's been preparing a message for about two months, haven't you? There's a lot of people, Willow. You have to be brave and courageous to say this. But you, God's been giving you this word. And today she said it's the day to say it. And uh, would you open your hearts to what she's about to say? This is a holy moment. If any people haven't given their life to Jesus, you can right now. Now we're going to say a prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for this lovely life you've gave me. In, amen. So is there anyone this morning who wants to give their life to Jesus? Would you come to the front? You've heard a little one bring their message for what Jesus has done. Would you just raise your hand if you want to be made right with the Lord Jesus Christ this morning? Where sin and shame has conquered your life, but today you say, no more. What desperate situation. What rope has been in your way. What empty place is there that you are asking the Lord Jesus to fill? God, I thank you that you have made a way. You have shown us that there is faith on the way. And I speak to those things that are in our path to be no more in Jesus' name. And I ask, Lord Jesus, that those who've been waiting, have been wandering, have been stuck in a time period, that today you release them into freedom. Jesus, I thank you that you are good and you have good plans. And it is time to pick up the memorial testimony stones of the goodness of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. Stay connected, be resourced and equipped by subscribing to our YouTube channel, our podcast channel, and following us on social media at Revival Fires on Instagram and Facebook. If you've been impacted by this ministry, why don't you consider investing and sowing a gift? Visit our website for details on how to give.